everyone. Welcome back to my Facebook Live. And I'm very excited today because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics with a very dynamic and interesting lady from the States, Karen Frazier. And I'll be introducing her in a second. And we're going to be talking about what are your dreams telling you. In these very interesting times, I think our subconscious minds are going overtime if you're actually able to sleep. And so Karen's going to help us understand what our dreams could be telling us. So before we get to that topic, I'm just going to introduce myself in case you don't know me. My name is Natasha J. Rosewood. My website is natasharosewood.com. And I am a quantum healer, uh, intuitive coach, inspirer of intuitive intelligence, and author of three books so far on metaphysics. So uh, you can find me on my website uh, there. And if you would like to book an appointment with me, you can go through that website as well. Uh, before we begin, I'd like to do a very quick shout out to all those people who are working outside of their homes in the front lines, in the hospitals, volunteering, um, doing shopping. We had a very nice email from actually a realtor friend of ours yesterday saying, can I be of service to you? And I thought that was lovely. So people are reaching out and helping one another. And if they're not, why don't you reach out and ask for help? That's not the easiest thing to do, but it's the right thing to do if you do need it. The other thing I want to announce is tomorrow night, uh, this is going doing the rounds on Facebook. There is a global meditation, and I think my uh, Michael, my trusted producer, is going to put up an image or some information at the end of this video. It's 7:45 PST, and the idea is that when uh, as many people as possible, they're looking for a million meditators. Uh, we all set intention to focus on the same outcome, which is healing what is for the highest good of the planet everybody on it right now and we send out this bright white light of love and we all together we raise the frequency it's very much more powerful the more people we have so my my husband doesn't know this yet but we are going to both be doing it tomorrow night so i invite you to join us and this is the power that we have right now is to send out our light with this beautiful intention of love, whatever that brings. So now I'm going to introduce Karen Frazier. Uh, I was on Karen's show, Paranormal Underground Radio. Uh, we think it was in March, right, Karen? But it could have been longer ago. I think it was in February because I was just getting ready to head up to British Columbia on a trip when I talked to you. And I think we did that at the end of the month. <laughs> That's you're, right. Right. you're right. Yeah. So I'm just going to read a little bit of your bio, if that's okay. Sure. So Karen Frazier, she's amazing, uh, is an author, medical intuitive, energy healer, sound healer, spiritual coach, channel, metaphysical parapsychologist, ordained minister, teacher, and psychic medium. She is the author of books on metaphysics, crystal healing, energy healing, dream interpretation. And one of her books is going to be shown on our show today and the paranormal, as well as producing terrestrial radio shows or being guests on and television shows such as The List and Mysteries at the Museum. Karen is also a columnist for Paranormal Underground Magazine and co-host of the Intention is Everything podcast on Paranormal Underground Radio. Wow, 
you sound like me. You do. You just do a bit of everything. <laughs> so that's awesome. I like to mix it up. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. And um, you, when we had this conversation, you brought up a really good point that uh, our dreams are going crazy. So um, most people will say to me, you know, oh, but I don't dream. So do we all dream? We do all dream. Some people don't remember them, but we all do. Um, so the dreams that you're more likely to remember are the ones that are significant and the ones that you wake up in the middle of. If you have a dream and you don't wake up in the middle of it, you're not going to remember it. Right. Um, so do you um, train people how to remember the dreams at all? Have you well, ever done that with people? Yeah. So what I recommend in the classes that I teach and in the book um, that I wrote about dream interpretation, what I recommend is that you actually state your intention before you go to sleep at night. And um, what I say every night before I go to sleep every night for years and years now is tell me what I need to know. And it has spawned a lot. <laughs> of dreams and then you just intend to you intend to remember them and it may take it it's a process so um the longer you intend it the better you get at it but it may take a while um for you to start remembering your dreams and then the other thing that i recommend that people do is that you keep a recorder or a little piece of paper or something next to the bed and when you wake up even if you just have to do it in the dark and chicken scratch you just kind of jot down one or two keywords um and so i do that as well although i almost never need to i remember my dreams really well now where i used to not now i remember right yeah i know i know when i was uh on sabbatical writing uh i actually went down to the Salmon islands and i've always been fascinated in dreams because for me, when you work and uh, with your dreams and understand, uh, it's like you don't need to go to a psychic. <laughs> it's like having your very own psychic, right? Right. And actually, what's really interesting that's been happening with me recently, and um, I know you know about it because you reached out to me after I sent out one of the things, is that I started in January having really, really intense dreams. Um, and I've kind of worked with a group of entities called the George Collective before um, for all of my life since I was a kid. They were my imaginary friends when I was a kid. And they, wow. they um, a lot of the information in my books comes from them. Um, but since this is all ramped up, I started in January when I was down in Orange County, actually, in California. I started having these crazy vivid dreams. And I thought, oh, something's coming. Um, but they were a little bit cryptic. And then about two weeks ago, probably, um, they just, I was working because I work a real job, too. <laughs> Wow. And yeah, I was editing for I was editing for your dictionary or for love to know or something like that. And they burst through what I was doing. And they said, you're going to write this and you're going to write this now. So it's essentially taking dictation. And it was all about how people are having very vivid dreams right now that this is um, entities like them guiding you and trying to help you to understand what's going on. And while people think they need psychics, they don't necessarily need them. Um, your dreams can tell you almost everything you need to know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I would have to agree with you, Karen, because um, when I have time, I do focus on my dreams a lot more. Mm -hmm. So now we're in this place where many of us have lots of time. And I've noticed that my dreams have been very intense and mm -hmm. they have been waking me up. And some of them, uh, and I'm not feeling anxious. I'm actually feeling, dare I say it, 
uh, very optimistic about what this is teaching us and where mm -hmm. it's taking us. So I'm not in that fear state, but I um, I kind of leapt out of bed one night going, oh my God, it's 10 after 10 and we're late. And then I went, oh, I was just dreaming. 10 10. 10 10. Interesting. Do you, have, do you have an interpretation for that one? Well, 1010 is an um, is what's called an angel number. Um, it's repeated sequences of numbers. And um, 10 is actually a cycling back to the source because nine is the number of completion. And then 10 oh. is the number that cycles back to the source. What's interesting is that um, when I started having these dreams, I would wake up and it would be um, 220. And my friend was having... Uh, stuff about 220 as well. So, so they're communicating with us in any way that they can. So the 1010 was them communicating with you and saying, look, this is a new cycle that's beginning. We're starting something new. Here's a chance. Um, because zero is a source number. It means source. Right. right. Um, and one is a new beginning. That's right. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I kind of was going, okay, what does that mean? So um, I, I really appreciate the interpretation. Yeah. Um, so there are different types of dreams. So can you just run through those for us? Um, I can. I'll try to do my best to remember all of them. Um, <laughs> so the first one are just your daily processing dreams. And those are the dreams that you are likely not to remember. Um, so with a daily processing dream, it might be that you're working or you're doing your daily thing. So right now you might be dreaming about sitting around on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I had one the other day and I woke up and essentially what it was is that I was in the, I was at like a sporting event or something and everybody was right there and I was like, don't these people know that they're not supposed to be out? <laughs> yeah. I've had a few of those. No, yeah, go yeah. So those, those tend to be just processing the events of the day. It's how your mind sorts your memory. Um, those aren't super significant and they don't feel really significant either. So that's the first type of dream. And that's the most common type of dream that people have, but you usually don't remember them unless you just wake up in the middle of them. Um, they're pretty mundane. There's nothing that makes you think, okay, well, what did I eat before I went to bed um, or right. anything like that? So the next type of dream is a symbolic dream. And um, these are the ones that are becoming very vivid for people. And this is, these are the dreams that are telling you something. And they're the ones that when you wake up, you think, holy crap, I shouldn't have had that pizza before right. I went to sleep. Right. Um, and just really weird things happen in these dreams. And you might, and so you just pay attention to every detail you possibly can. So you might see a door that has a number 299 on it, for instance, or something. Right. That would tell you that those numbers are significant. Um, you might have a dream where there are twin guys with beards and the guys with beards mean something. And the number two means something because twins are two. Right. Um, you might have dreams about balls that are different colors. Um, or you might, uh, one of the ones that I was having quite a while before this, I was having dreams about clothing. Yeah. Putting on clothing. And um, it it was symbolic because it, because I would wake up and I would think, huh. And like, so clothing in our dreams, for instance, is about our persona, what we show to the world. Right. Um, and it's, it's kind of the mask that we have. So, Symbolic dreams are the ones that are weird, usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, the plot is weird. The things in them are, seem a little bit off. And um, they're trying to tell us something. And then the other kind of dream that I talk about really quite frequently are visitation dreams. Yes. Um, visitation dreams are hyper real. And 
they are somebody who has passed usually sometimes it's people that are alive as well because you're traveling like you're astral projecting but often it's somebody who has passed and it's super vivid and it just it I, I don't know how to explain it other than it's hyper real and you either panic because you think, holy crap, you're dead. Yes. And I'm not supposed to be talking to you or you wake up <laughs> and feel really comforted. Like you've been with somebody um, that you miss. And yes. um, those can also have messages for us. A lot of times when uh, the easiest way for people who have passed to communicate with us is in our sleep. Yes. And um, so when they want to communicate with us, especially people who don't, who don't, necessarily uh believe in communication right. that it's how they can get through to them yeah because um i know exactly what you're talking about when my fiance died he just dropped dead with a heart attack oh, and immediately and oh, thanks it was uh wouldn't wish that on anybody no. and i know we've all we'll be going through a lot of losses as well so no. um it's good to talk about these right now because uh, I think there is a lot of uh, misunderstanding about visitation dreams. And what I tell my clients is, you know, uh, or, or people will come to me who have lost somebody and say, why isn't he coming to me in my dream? And I said, well, you know, my experience was uh, in the first throes of grief, uh, the energy is too thick, the vibrations too low when we're in our grief and they're in spirit and they can't come down. So sometimes you might dream about them. But for me anyway, it was about eight months before my fiance came to me and I went, oh, yeah, I know he was there and he was talking to me. It's like we would back down the pub having a little chinwag, right? Yeah, and he was yeah. telling me he'd moved on and I should move on and everything was cool and it was okay if I had a new relationship. And I'm going, what? <laughs> but it was a real lucid, I would call it a lucid dream because it feels mm -hmm. very real. And, and I, I just say to people, don't worry that they're not showing up in your dreams yet because you've got to go through the first waves of your grief before they can actually get through. Well, and sometimes they're resting. Um, yes, sometimes, exactly. You know, look, life on earth and life incarnated is very heavy. Yes. Um, and we go through a lot of crap when we're here. And so no matter how many times you've come back and done this, I feel like for some people, especially people who have had those really heavy lives, they just need to rest for rest for a little bit. Some of them can come quicker. Yes. Um, but for instance, like when my father died, my father died two years ago, February. And um, it was really quite sudden. He had lung cancer, but they didn't catch it until stage four. I mean, so he was really late stage. And so he was gone within. He was diagnosed on like January 10th, which was his birthday. And he was dead on February 1st. Oh. So he went very, very quickly. And mm. um, he was communicating with me because I have a different, I mean, because I'm used to that, right? Exactly. And so he kept telling me, I'm trying to get through to your mom. And I kept saying, you know, you're just going to have to wait. She's not ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and it depends on the recipient too. So mm -hmm. I'll often say, uh, you know, you might dream about getting a phone call instead of them showing up at the end of your bed and freaking you out. And you might just get a phone call. And it's a kind of a distancing mechanism, but they're still trying to get through to you. So um, what about recurring dreams? Because <laughs> I, I have a lot of clients who have those and they go, 
Um, I've had this dream for years and years and years. What can I do about it? So there are very common, significant recurring dreams, first of all, um, like one of the ones. So in my class, I always bring this example up first and watch everybody go, oh. <laughs> so it's the back in school dream. Okay. Um, and it's either you're back in school, it's finals week, and you don't know where your class is because you haven't been. Or it's finals week and you haven't studied and you have a test. Those tend to be, and those are actually um, a common anxiety dream that a lot of folks have. And it's about our competence in the real world. Um, so recurring dreams can mean different things at different times. But generally, the way that you get rid of the recurring dreams is you figure it out. You figure out what it's about. You examine the shadows that the reoccurring dreams are showing you. Right. And you work through it. Um, and then they stop. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my husband has a recurring dream and he plays a lot of uh, sports. So he plays baseball and hockey and he'll often dream that he's showing up to the hockey rink without his hockey stick or that ice skates or he's got mm -hmm. the, the baseball T-shirt on. And I say, well, that says to me that you're not feeling super confident about that. But he still every now and then gets that dream. But I think it's when he's going through one of those phases yep. where he's going, oh, you know, I didn't have a very good game. And can I really do this kind of thing? Yeah, he's yeah. feeling unprepared in a competitive environment, whatever that yeah. competitive environment is for him. And it can be work, it can be, you know, anything that you feel competitive about at all in your life. He's feeling unprepared in a competitive environment is how I would interpret that dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're, well, we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> What about nightmares? I'm sure some people who have been trapped inside for, with their spouses and their children and their, maybe their grandparents or parents, uh, how can we deal with nightmares that show well, up? Um, so nightmares are usually not nearly as bad as they seem. So I'll start with that. Nightmares are usually positive. I look at nightmares and, and this says apocalyptic dreams on the screen. So let's start with that. Um, okay. Because good. Apocalyptic dreams. I look at apocalyptic dreams as being like the tower card in tarot. Yes. Um, and the tower card is this card that shows a tower being struck by lightning and people diving off of it. Uh, it's really great. And, and you pull that card and people look at it and they're kind of like... <gasps> What is this? But what the power card is really saying is, is that this shakeup is necessary so that you can have a new beginning because um, the way that tarot works is that the major arcana cards of which the tower is one of them is that you move through the tarot, you move through the major arcana and it's a journey from innocence to rebirth essentially with all of these, these uh, kind of archetypal human energies along the way. And right. so um, apocalyptic dreams are essentially an archetypal human energy. And what it's showing you is that, yeah, it seems dark right now, but this is necessary for, for new growth and new birth. Um, and apocalyptic dreams can mean that something's coming to an end or that it's time for something to come to an end even, or it can suggest that you're ready for a new beginning. Well, what do you get about this? So I am a conscious medium and I don't have a I can't even say it, apocalyptic dreams, but I have had apocalyptic visions and I did have a vision, uh, many of my readers who have read my first book know about a big earthquake in Vancouver, which is, it's not a question of if, it's kind of when. And then I actually saw way back in 1985, I got a vision of 9-11, uh, but in a waking state. Yeah. Um, and I also, well, so let's deal with that. What do you think about those in the waking state? Is that just me being psychic? 
No, you brought that up actually because I was going to mention it and then I forgot. Um, so daydreams and conscious dreams and even like flashes of insight you get in your head and and all of those things, all of those things are um, are psychic information trying to get through to you because I believe everybody is intuitive. It's just how much we've chosen to listen to it. And I, I tell people, look, I'm not super special. I just have worked on honing these skills because it's important to me. Um, and so I also, I get earthquake and train derailment dreams. Those are okay. my, and, and school shootings. Those are my prophetic oh, dreams. Yeah. I and I always thought, okay, well, this really sucks because when I get these dreams, I know something's going to happen usually within 24 hours, um, sometimes 48, but usually within 24. Um, and, but I don't have enough details. I mean, it's not like I can call the FBI and say, well, I had a dream that there was a school shooting. I don't know where, just telling you. Somebody's going to open my door when the school shooting happens, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so what I have come up with, and maybe this can help you when you are working with those types of visions as well, is that I can in that moment and in moving forward, send energy to the people and situation affected in order to possibly help them through it. And so that's what I do is I send, I send Reiki energy because that's the energy I use um, as for my healing. Well, this is very interesting. So back in 1985, this isn't even before I was really confessing up to being a real psychic. You know, I was like, no, no, I'm not really one. Yeah, I remember um, those days too. <laughs> still have those days. Yeah. Um, but when when I saw 9-11, I just saw New York and I saw tops of buildings on fire. And I, I knew it was a bomb, but I it's not a conventional bomb. It's not a nuclear bomb. And I actually said to them, this is after the long earthquake visions I'd had, listen, if you can't give me dates and times and names and addresses, forget it. I don't want to be able to see this. But I did the same thing, uh, especially with the earthquake. Every I did get a date for the earthquake through automatic writing. So every time Wednesday falls on July the 11th, I send out this invisible white netting and I just nail everything down. So, you know, the earth can shake and rattle and roll, but everybody's good and safe. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's what, what we've been doing. So what about this one, though? Uh, I had a girlfriend, and we were both flight attendants for different airlines, and she would get um, plane crash dreams. I went, oh, God, no, I don't want to hear those. Thank you very much. Not while I was flying. And she did predict, uh, forget the airline, it was either Swiss Air uh, or Canada taking off from New York, and it crashed down into Pegasus Cove. And there was some con controversy about whether it was shot down or whether it, there was a mechanical failure. But her mother also got um, those kind of dreams as well. But she would dream about boats going down. Yeah. And she'd be accurate as well. Yeah. So why does one person pick up? I mean, I could understand Sylvia picking up on the airplane dreams because that was our world. Right. But why did her mother pick up on the ferry dreams? Why, and why do I pick up on earthquakes? And why do you pick up on train derailments and mass shooting? Well, I can tell you why I pick up on train derailments, and it has to do with the past life. And I was, uh, I was, I died on a train okay. that was pushed down a hill by a um, by an avalanche. Um, oh. And I'm absolutely certain that that's why I get those dreams. Um, but you know, I guess I, I think it's just like an energy that you attune to somehow that there's something vibrational about it. I don't have a good answer for it other than that there's something in your makeup, whether it's past life energy, future life energy, um, your 
your contracts that you come into this life with the karma, right? Right. right. Um, you know, it could be astrological energy, it could be numerological energy, it can be any of those types of energy that somehow aligns with you. And so the way that that the Georges have described it to me, and the way that I've tried to explain it in to people in the past, is it's almost like, um, so we come and we all have these little filters over our right. over our minds. And for some reason, vibrationally, sometimes, sorry, I'm downstairs, and my dog is going to bark. That's okay. He's kind of a nut job. He we've he, got lives too, right? <laughs> he, gets, he gets anxious about everything, and I can't go upstairs right now because my uh, where I can shut them out because my internet's not great up there because everybody's on the internet. Um. Anyway, so we have these filters in our mind um, that are kind of overlay our consciousness and things in our vibration, whether it's through meditation we do, through work we do, through past life things, um, or even just because of what we agreed to come to earth with this time in this body, some of those filters are removed. So for instance, I believe um, my husband is on the spectrum. He is, um, he's Asperger syndrome, but he's very, very high functioning. He's a very, very smart man. Okay. And um, so, and my, my stepdaughter is also Asperger's on the, on the spectrum. And so I've been around Asperger's a lot for many, many years. And, um, I believe that things like people with Asperger's and things like that, that all they have are they have different filters in place than we do. And that's their contract. So, right. yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense, Karen. Thanks for explaining that. Because I've always said, well, you've got to be in the frequency of that which you see. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the past life, I like that because that makes a lot of sense to me. Because mm -hmm. why why do I pick up on earthquakes? Right. And it wouldn't surprise yeah, me too. if I died in a one or two or three in the past yeah um so what are some maybe some people we've got a few people on right now what are some common dream symbols that maybe are popping up right now for people sure so um i break down dream symbols into different different things so the setting of the dream is is one type of dream symbol and the setting of your dream tells you what the dream's about so for instance if you dream that you're at a doctor's office or at a hospital or something like that often that is about healing and about either your own personal health or the health of the planet or the health of someone you know um if you're in a school a lot of times those dreams are about learning and so you can look at the common settings of dreams and you can extrapolate from that um, what the dream is about. So that gives you the overall sort of um, function Foundation. of yeah. what, it's, mm -hmm. what it's trying to tell you. Yes. And so then um, after that, then I recommend that you look at the specific symbols and dreams. And... Um, Every, everything in a symbolic dream is a symbol, everything, which is why I suggest you try to remember as much as you can. Um, so shapes mean something like if you have a dream that has a circle in it, like I had a dream that there was this circular table with lights going around it. So a circle was very prominent in that dream. And a circle is about source and about unity and about oneness and cycles and the cyclical nature of things. Right. Um, numbers and dreams, if you look up the numerological interpretation for numbers, numbers and dreams usually mean what those numerological interpretations are. Right. Um, vehicles and dreams are actually about your path through life. And so what's really interesting to me, I always ask people when they talk about, because car dreams are really common, a really common type of dream. And so I always ask who was driving because who is driving is a really big deal in a dream. Right. You're driving. It means that you're, you're controlling and if someone else is driving it means you feel like somebody else is in control of your life right now right 
Um, stores and dreams, like shopping dreams, are about choice and about okay. making choices, which makes sense, right? Because what do you yes. do your shop? You're making choices. Yes. Water, water and dreams is about emotions. And what you look at with the water is the various, um, like the states of the water and how clear it is. So if the water's super muddy, you may not feel really comfortable with your emotions or you may not be able to see them clearly. If it's really smooth, clear water, you understand clearly how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, if you're drowning, it, it means you're overwhelmed by emotion. Right. Um, if you're underwater and scuba diving, it means that you're feeling a little overwhelmed, but you're navigating it well. So water is really significant in dreams. If it's placid, your emotions are harmonious. If it's uh, choppy, your emotions are less so. Yeah. So water is a really big one that people dream about. Um, I always have dreams about dolphins and whales. And what's Ooh. really interesting to me is that, so dolphins and whales are cetaceans and they are the keepers of the Akashic records on earth. Oh. And um, so a lot of times people, when they dream about dolphins and whales, it's actually telling you that you are more psychic than you think you are. Oh, that's very interesting. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. But talking about water, uh, and I think, I don't know if anybody's asking any questions, um, or once their dreams interpreted, Michael. Um, uh, well, Peter Evans. So, Peter, hi, Peter. He said he had an earthquake dream the other night. It was here in town, dreamt that I stopped someone going back into a multi story car park. Can you finish and, off, Michael, for me? And took them home, then went back to help others. Oh, do you want to take a step of that, Karen? Well, so one of the things that's really interesting, and I'm not sure, Peter, exactly when your dream was. Um, but there was an earthquake from that right. originated in Idaho earlier this week. I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. That's right. Um, and it went from Idaho all the way to the coast. It was a rolling. And we felt we were supposed to felt it up here, but I was sleeping, so I didn't feel it. Yeah, it was a rolling <laughs> earthquake. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so um, it could be about that. And it also just could be that you feel like everything is being shaken up right now and that you really, really want to help people through it. Yeah. Well, Peter is a is a helper for sure, so that that would make sense. Um, this is going off the grid a bit, and I know you have <laughs> access to higher dimensional beings, and a very very psychic friend of mine. She's always having visitations. She was not sleeping, and she said that she had something hovering above the end of a bed. It's about a foot and a half wide, and the way she described it sounded like a um, porcupine. It was kind of brown and lots of needles. And I said, well, do you think it was the you, you were thinking of the coronavirus and she said no no it was more of a porcupine and she felt it was telling her don't be afraid so have you have have you heard of anybody i said i felt it was like a messenger for her interdimensional messenger for her just telling her be cool but have you heard anybody else talk about a porcupine type I that is the first time I've heard that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I would think about a porcupine if it was actually a porcupine. Um, I would think about a porcupine as being guarded and protected. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. I like that. Um, so uh, let's see. Does anybody else have any other um, um, questions about dreams? I had uh, also my husband the other night dreamt he was on a bus and but there was no he was driving the bus so I thought well that's good you're in control honey <laughs> well you think you are anyway 
<laughs> I'm really the boss around here. No, just kidding. Uh, but the bus was empty. And um, he, you know, he just, that's all he remembers from the dream. So what would him driving an empty bus mean, do you think? There's only one person he can control. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah. I tell him that. Yeah, there's only one person <laughs> he can control. So okay. about trying to control other things. And I see that a lot um, right now that people are really, because they're feeling so out of control, they're trying to control like other people's reactions and right. things like that. And I see that a lot with the, you know, people being really upset about people not staying home and not uh, observing the COVID, you know, the, I, I don't know what you have up in BC, but I'm in Washington state and we're, I have, a, I, I went for a drive. I have not worn shoes in like three weeks. So, you know, um, so I, I would, if I don't know your husband, but if he's somebody who's kind of worrying about what other people are doing, the dream's telling him the only person you can control is yourself. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I'll yeah. tell him that. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, you um, <laughs> So um, what would you recommend as we go through these interesting times, given all the dream symbols? You have a book on how to interpret your dreams. Yeah. Um, I worked a lot with, I don't know where you get your information from. I also worked a lot with, uh, Jungian, uh, oh, did we lose Karen? Oh, there we go. There it there's, is. A, there's Karen's book, Dream Interpretation Handbook. Yeah. Um, I worked a lot with Jungian interpretation, mm -hmm. which is like taking a dream and breaking it down into, um, it's like a jigsaw and you've got each yeah. different piece, right? So yeah. I take each symbol and work through it. Um, but what would, what would, might be the common symbols for people dreaming right now, dealing with what we're dealing with and trying to process process it through our subconscious minds? Well, so for the first thing, first of all, I do a lot of Jungian stuff too, because the, um, the archetypes while outdated are, um, and you know, sometimes a little racist even, um, because they come from a different time. Right. So valid. Um, and so Jung, Jung dealt, dealt a lot with the archetypal energies that show up in dreams. And so I think one of the most common things that you're going to see are like the control dreams. So the vehicles, uh, vehicles out of control, unable to control vehicles, driving, things like that. Um, maybe dreams about going to the store and having very limited choices. And that can be both like a real life thing, but it also can be that I, I feel like I don't have choices right now. Right. I would like to tell you that you do. You have lots of choices. You have exactly. control of how you respond to it and how you allow this to affect your life. Exactly. Uh, and then there was, oh, shadow dreams. I, I suspect a lot of people are going to have a lot of shadow dreams right now. And so shadow dreams, and this is one of the Jungian archetypes that unfortunately is a little bit racist. So in uh, according to Jung, when you dream about somebody who has darker skin than you, it's a representation of your shadows. And what I tell people is that anything with the color black in it, black clothes, black, accessories, uh, somebody who has really dark hair, uh, a dark skin tone, super dark eyes, all of those things are pointing out aspects of your shadow self and inviting you to explore those. Yeah. And I think that's what this time is about, actually. Mm -hmm. It's about um, giving us the opportunity to look in our mirror and our family is going to be our reflection. Yes. And I just had a conversation this morning about, oh, my roommate's really bugging me. And I said, well, um, look at that what's triggering you and that's the part of you that you're not loving and accepting yeah and instantly she kind of go oh yeah I get that it was from this part of my life and I said well maybe really maybe go into a meditation 
and when you go into that meditation, meet yourself from those different ages and just be compassionate and love yourself yeah. through that. Yeah. Um, shadow so, work yeah. is super important right now. Yeah, I think it's mm -hmm. it's a, all about shadow work probably. Um, so, Karen, I, the other reason I wanted to talk to you today uh, was your channeling. And I know you channel, you call it the George Collective, right? I call them the Georges, but, yeah, the George Collective is okay. a horrible name, but I just call them the Georges. You know, <laughs> I thought that was very cool. <laughs> so um, I, I was attracted to your channeling because it's a similar message to what I'm getting. But could you give the listeners just uh, the overall message of what the coronavirus and this time means for everybody? And what's the gift of this? Sure. So they call it, they every time they've talked to me about it, they've called it the COVID-19 opportunity. Um, and I think that that's really important because I, I feel like people feel like they're stuck in their houses, which I get. I feel like that a little bit sometimes too, right? Um, but what's important to understand is the opportunity and what they actually call it is a COVID-19 opportunity for humanity. There is not a corner of the earth other than maybe Antarctica that this hasn't affected. And it has affected our systems. Um, our systems of government, our systems of religion, our systems of everything, right? It's affected uh, our finances, it's affected our healthcare, it's affected everything in such a way that people can't continue to look at the way we do things. And in the United States, you know, we have a, a for-profit healthcare system, um, and which is part of the reason that we're kind of in such a mess right now is because because of the for-profit healthcare system and even just the for our, our, our capitalist system in general. And what they're saying is that you guys are stuck in um, believing that because it's always been this way, it's the only way it can be. And this is allowing people to peel back the layers of what we perceive to be reality Mm -hmm. and start to recognize that we actually have a choice about the way it can be. And our system of barter doesn't have to be about money. Um, and I know that's a real pie in the sky thing. And I know that, uh, you know, it's a hard thing for people to wrap their minds around. Uh, but the very, I think like the second channeling that they gave me about the COVID-19, and it's all on my website, authorkarenfraser.com. It's on the book. Okay, good. And it's all of the, any post that has a butterfly picture is a George message. Because the, the message that they're giving me, um, they're saying is that we're, we've gone into our cocoons and we have the opportunity to come out as butterflies, which is why the butterfly pictures. But anyway, what, they're, what they've been telling me is, look, money is simply assigning random value to packets of energy that are held together by fourth fields and nothing has any more value than anything else. It's just the values we place on it. Exactly. And this is breaking everything down so that maybe we can come up with another way to live more closely to the way that our, our souls live when we're not here, when we're on the other side yes. um, in a way that we can do meaningful work. Oh, there's a George post. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> you know, thank you. In a way that we can do meaningful work and that there's enough for everybody to go around and you know all of those things um so their messages have been very detailed i actually i was telling somebody yesterday i retain about um i used to not be present at all when i would channel them and now i'm about 75 percent with them um oh. yeah it's nice it's a little less disconcerting <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, 
So, so, but I still have to go through and I have to read all of those messages that they've been channeling through me and they've been channeling like crazy. I think there are six messages right now. Um, and uh, I have to go back and read them because I have to understand what they're saying too, so that I can talk about it to people. <laughs> well, that's a very good point because um, my first book, I think I'm psychic. Mm -hmm. um, I actually went down to Oregon State, Cannon Beach. And again, this is before I was really acknowledging I had this gift. And I got- I love Cannon Beach, by the way. Oh, isn't it beautiful? Mm -hmm. So um, peaceful. Anyway, for four days, I went in and out of trances and these higher dimensional beings came to me and uh, I read this passage out actually on one of my Facebook lives and said that the uh, there would be a time the energy would speed up, which it has been. This is 1985, so going through the beginning of the century and uh, the electromagnetic energy on the planet has been accelerating. So everything's being amplified. It would wake and yeah, you feel um, it. Yeah, oh God, yes. <laughs> it would wake us up, but those mm -hmm. people that refused to wake up and were still stuck in the old control, controlling ways and trying to think that they could control, um, there would be, there we, we would all be subject to a tidal wave. And at first we would feel like we're overwhelmed or drowning, which I'm interpreting now for the first time as right now. Yeah. And but the light, the people of the light, the people that are waking up and want a better world and want to be kind and live in the light with joy and peace, they would eventually bob up and they would start swimming. And then we would those people would stay on the planet. The darker, lower frequencies would go off to another planet and do their own thing yeah. at their own pace. It's not good or bad necessarily. It's just where are you at in your evolution? And it was so funny because one lady said who'd had the virus said I felt like I was drowning. And I went, oh, my God. And people talk about tidal waves. So it was like finally I got the interpretation of the message. Yes. And here we are. Yeah. So I know exactly what you're saying. So yeah. I want to thank you for that. And I just want to look check um, uh, Tracy Cape says, I keep waking in an urgent feeling like something is about to happen. Also, like my bed is shaking and lifting up. Yeah. So um, thanks for asking that, Tracy. Uh, also, hi, Tracy. Gosh, I haven't heard your name in a long, long time. How are you? Anyway, um, so so basically, Tracy, what that is, is that's them trying to get your attention. And it takes me to the other thing that I wanted to point out that the Georges have been talking about. And that is that I am not the only messenger. Everybody is getting messages. Everybody is getting information. And so the dream that you're something is about to happen is is basically your intuition kicking in and saying, hey, pay attention, pay attention. And when you get information or get a message, share it. And that's one of the things that the, the Georges have been really urging me to do is a share my messages as much as I can from them, but also to encourage everybody who has a message and has a thought to um, to share it and to make it widely known because if we keep quiet we're going to miss this opportunity yeah um so it's i think it's you know if if you came to me with that as well it's like uh karen already said it's a bit of a shake up right it's like wake up wake up literally 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, if that was, uh, Debbie said it was in a dream, which is probably good, but yeah. if it was in reality, I mean, I'd either say your house is haunted or, uh, you know, you've, you've got a poltergeist going on, but it, in the dream, I think it's literally, we're all, we're all waking up. And yep. so I, I want to thank you, Karen, for sharing this as well. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything that you want to add to uh, anything we haven't covered? That you, because you're like me, you're you do all kinds of different things. Anything metaphysical? Um, anything? Any advice? I'm going to actually be talking about intuition. I've been promoting it and doing workshops for the last 25 years, saying, like you say, Karen, we've all got it going on whether it's intuition or it's psychic yeah. ability or channeling, whatever it is, we can all receive our own messages, whether it's from our dead peeps or from, you know, the neighbor next door or about the earthquake or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so I'm going to be doing a little talk on intuition next week, but um, do you have any other tools that you think you could give to people to help them through this time? Yeah. So actually I've been making a ton of tools available on my website, um, mostly through my blog, uh, I have my website has meditations. As a matter of fact, I did a, a sound healing um, and guided meditation that I just posted on my website the other day. I'm giving away a copy of my book called The Higher Vibes Toolbox for free, just a PDF copy. Anybody can go and download it off my website right now. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. I'm, I'm sharing all of the George messages as they come to me. I'm trying to offer insights into any, basically everything that I'm trying to do is just give people ways to feel more empowered exactly. um, during this period because it, it can be pretty different. There it is. The uh, <laughs> The top meditation right there on the top is a, I did my, my Tibetan and crystal singing bowls and I did a little guided meditation there and there are other meditations as well. Um, and so what I would say is find the tools that work for you, download that free copy of the book um, because it's just, it's called the higher vibes toolbox. It's all about tools. Love it. Love it. Uh, um, and the most important thing I would say is look, if you, are getting some kind of information and a message and you understand what it is, um, or even if you think you understand what it is, share it. Yeah, well, Jen says, uh, great tools been going through them. So yep. uh, sounds like you've got a good audience there. Um, I've done a similar thing. I put uh, some of my Facebook lives and texts and I put them on my blog, just in case people miss them. Yeah. These, these are also going up to YouTube. So uh, if you miss the Facebook Live. But what I started, being a Brit, I'm big into humor and laughing, and I can tell you are too, Karen. So, yes. I'm, so I'm begging people, send me your jokes. Send me your jokes. Yes. And uh, I've put a funniest page. Well, I didn't. My beautiful web manager did. Vanessa, she put a funniest page. So uh, if you can send them to me, my email, natasha at natasharosewood.com, um, I can just keep piling the jokes. And, you know, if you're having a fear moment, just go to the web page and just go, oh, yeah. Just this, laugh. This, this too shall pass. Just laugh, Just right? Laugh. Yeah, yeah. that's the other tool that I would like to remind people of right now, and it's a Buddhist tool and a Buddhist belief, and that is that everything is temporary. So this Thank is you, temporary. Michael. This too will pass. There it is. Wow. Thanks, Michael. He's good, isn't he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's like a ma magician. We just mention it, and he brings it up. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and the other thing is connect, connect with people in whatever way you need, reach out to people, um, even reach out to people that you don't necessarily know very well. Look, I try to be really open to people who reach out to me through my social media or email or my website. Um, and I always try to respond because 
people need people right now. So, so get together with your friends on zoom and have a game night. Yeah, we, we've had quite a few zoom meetings and the other thing that came up and I've been aware of the people I know that are on their own. Um, and I've just reached out to them and said, how are you doing? You know, do you want to talk? I'm here kind of thing. But, um, if you're on your own and you, um, you don't know what to do or what to offer, <laughs> I don't know if I could get arrested or sued for this, but I had a thought, well, maybe you could just call an old people's home and it's somebody who doesn't have family, not getting in, they're not getting any visitors right now. Just say, Hey, my name's Mabel. And I'm just wondering how you're doing. I'm sitting here and I got nothing to do. So I thought I'd reach out. Yeah. Or call your mom. My mom's alone, you know, call your mom. Yeah. 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 It's time for family. So Karen, I really want to thank you for coming on. Yeah. Um, You're a woman of many, many talents. I don't know. You're like me on steroids. (laughs) I like to do stuff. I like to learn stuff. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it never ends, does it? Mm -mm. Um, If you can just stay put for a second, I'm just going to make an announcement about, uh, next Friday, which is going to be April 10th. And we're going to have a lady called Darlene Turner on. And as we know, uh, while we're in this kind of um, quasi isolation situation, I'm I'm really, um, because I came from a highly dysfunctional family and I think, oh, thank God, mine, I wouldn't be at home with my mother. We'd probably kill each other if we were together. So I'm thinking and, and empathizing with, those, with all those kids and adults and just different situations. It's nobody's fault, but we're just all uh, pushed together unceremoniously in one maybe small space. Um, Darlene is um, an expert on uh, talking about getting from um, – uh, being feeling like a victim to being empowered in these situations. So she's going to join me next Friday for an interview. So I'm going to look forward to having her on. So if you find yourself with a difficult situation and or a difficult person, uh, somebody who rants and raves or yells, um, somebody who goes into a deep, dark depression, that can be equally scary. Uh, please join us on the show next week. And just bring us your questions, and I'm sure Darling will be able to support you. You're definitely not alone. It is very, very common, these situations. I think 95% of families are dysfunctional. So if you think you're the only one, you're not. Um, so please join us next Friday at 3.30. So back to Karen. Um, Karen, thank you so much for coming. Thank it you. was a delight talking to you. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to get your book. <laughs> Help yourself. <laughs> I've got a whole library of dream books, so I'm going to add yours to the mix. And uh, stay safe. Thank you. Great love to you and your family and your dog. And yeah, two dogs. two dogs. Two dogs. Two dogs. And I'm sure we'll talk again. Yes, thank you. Okay. It's been great. Thanks for joining us, Karen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just want to uh, finish up with a meditation to everybody or a, or a little prayer. Um, again, just closing your eyes for a few seconds. Just taking a nice deep breath in through the nose, exhaling through the mouth, breathing in what you want to experience, what you want to feel, what you want your reality to be right now. Just remembering to breathe all that beautiful oxygen all the way through your body and relaxing all your muscles and just filling your body with a beautiful light. And this can be a rainbow of colors or your favorite uh, happy vibrational color. 
So whether it's sky blue or sun yellow or gold or just brilliant white, breathe that in now and just have it go all the way down through your body, down into the earth, into Mother Earth, grounding you, keeping you safe and present, and then spilling out all around you and letting that be your protection at this time. As I say, it's all about the frequency. So get into the happy place and that is your protection. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Uh, thank you, Jean. Uh, Jen, sorry. And everybody else for joining us on. I'm sorry if we didn't get to all your questions. This seems to be a hot topic and Karen seems to be a hot guest. So we'll definitely have her back at some point. And in the meantime, please stay, stay, stay safe and stay happy. Goodbye.